So it, it, I wanted to read this. I was just going to read what we were, what our scripture is this morning. I wanted to. I think I'm wrapping up Galatians. Uh, I, w- I was like, okay, we're doing the fruit of the spirit, but then uh, you know, we always read our Bible in context. I hope uh, it, that everything fits together. And there's there's kind of a good thing about having chapter divisions, and then there's a bad thing about having chapter divisions. Uh, there, you know, when Paul wrote the letter to the Galatians, he didn't have any chapters in it and in verses. He just had, "This is my letter to you guys," and it's it's one complete. Like when you write a letter, it's probably a complete letter, right? Uh, it, you don't put chapters down. Nobody writes letters that long anyway, right? Uh, anyway. So this morning I wanted to, I wanted to continue uh, and and talk about the the next few verses in Galatians, which tie in all the fruit of the spirit, because it's one thing to uh, to say yes I'm I'm getting spiritually you know mature and I'm getting spiritually you know the Holy Spirit's doing good stuff in me and I'm becoming more loving and more peaceful and more patient and all those kind of things, but. There's one problem with Christianity is that we start to do to do the things of the Spirit for ourselves, <laughs> you know, so that we can go. Well, look, I'm being very patient right now. That, that person cut me off, and I'm like, "Yep, just God bless you. Have a nice day." And we're like, "Yeah, I did it." But Paul's like, "That is not the purpose of what I'm doing to build inside of your life. The purpose is something that's outside of you." And so he says something similar to what we just read, but I'm going to read it to you. It's chapter six, verse one says, "Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin or a fault, uh, there, there's a lot contextually to this. I think uh, you who live by the Spirit." should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then... They can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. (laughs) Isn't this a great scripture? You're like, what? (laughs) But what I love about the scriptures and what I love about Paul is, is he's always talking to us from, really, you're a minister, the, all the things that God's wanting to do in our life is so that we can give that away to someone else. Uh, I, I was uh, thinking about this the scripture uh, in in context to uh, last week. So last week uh, after service, uh, if you if you weren't here, yeah, you, you you missed all the excitement uh, because uh, Leonard and Phyllis had had brought a friend who who fell uh, in the courtyard. And and I and it, this is the perfect illustration of this verse because it says, if if someone if someone falls, you who are spiritual should do something about that, right? And immediately everybody everybody uh, went to work. It, it it was great to see. Some people uh, some people rushed and started praying. Some people rushed and 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 were trying to to get uh, Rick up. 
<laughs> you know, tried to get him. Some people got some resources together, got, got some chairs and pillows. Uh, some people called 911. I mean, everybody, the, the body of Christ worked in that, in that moment and in, in time. So you guys, great on you. Yes, which, which was, was beautiful. But I think it really illustrates what the fruit of the Spirit is supposed to do. Is that it's not just for us to, to sit around and go, oh boy, that person fell. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, hmm, I hope he's okay. Uh, but, but to activate what God has put in us, that our love for each other would be like, oh, we, we gotta, we gotta get on this. Now, how many p- people here have ever fallen? From God's, from God's grace. I mean, really fallen. I mean, yeah, not, not, not just, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I kind of diffed it a little bit. Uh, how many have really fallen? How many remember when you were lost? Did, I mean, were you a mess? We were a mess. And sometimes we're even messier, even after Christ. Because there's still this nature and there's still this horrible thing that's going on that the enemy wants to ruin us. His, his plan is to kill, steal, and destroy. Those three words are really like, that, that, that's, that's what his, his mission is. And so every once in a while, a Christian even will take a fall. The fruit of the Spirit says we should love them. We should be at peace with what God's doing, not, you know, not, we should be patient, you know, you guys know that, you know, that some people, when they fall, they don't get right back up. Guys okay? And so Paul, he he makes this, uh, this plea, I mean, I I just, when I'm reading this, I, I, I see this tenderness, because he, he sees the, the humanity that's around, around him. And he sees people fall from grace. Uh, I, I get calls all the time of people, you know, that fall from grace. You know, it's a, it's a pastor thing. And, and, you, and you're just like, oh. But look what he says here. He says, brothers and sisters, if someone's caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit or you who are spiritual should restore the person gently. And so I, I want to talk about the, our role really, you know, as, as Christians, is that we are restorers of people. You know, the whole world, Hector said it, he, he said, you know, there, there's people that don't have the encouragement of the Scriptures. Well, they're not ever going to read their Bible. We're it. We are the encouragement of the Scriptures. You know that. We're the ones that, um, when they cut us off... <laughs> We have no idea what's going on in the mind of somebody that crazy. But we do know that whatever's going on, they need some restoration in their life. Right? I mean, I don't know, you know, this world is kind of messed up right now. It was actually messed up from Adam and Eve. It was kind of a mess. But... When people fall, it's easy for us who are spiritual, who have grown in our faith, and we're like, yeah, we're, you know, it's easy to look down and say, oh, I wonder how they fell. In fact, there's almost something insidious in us when we hear of someone fall. 
I mean, not like congregationally, but you know, if a politician falls. What, what was that guy in New York, Cuomo? Did he get what was coming? See, that's the Lord's business. Revenge is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. And one of the things that can happen to us if we're not paying attention is that we can become judgy. We can judge everything. We're just judgy. And it's okay, right? Because it's politics or it's, you know, it's religion or it's, it's family. You know, it's okay to judge your family. You know, the weird cousin, you know, the uncle. We could get closer, but I'll just kind of keep it, keep it at bay there. Uh, everybody has a weird cousin, right? Okay, you don't have a weird cousin? I got a weird cousin. I got a couple of them. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, we can get judgy. Did I just get judgy? Yes, I did. Uh, we, can, we can become loveless. We can even become, I, I, I see this sometimes like on Facebook and stuff. People are militant Christians. Can you ever say that those two words can fit together? It's like, I just love that Old Testament God. That's the one I serve, the one that bashes the heads of all those people, you know? And you even see, I mean, I've seen it lately. It's like, I am going to worship here, and if you give us trouble, you know, my, my security guard will shoot you. It's like, oh, in Jesus' name, though. Is it kind of like Peter, right? Cutting off some ears. And that's a perspective that Paul is speaking to here because it's easy for us to say, oh yeah, those people. And he says, no, if you're spiritual, you're a restorer. Now, he says right here, if someone's caught in a sin, you who, are, who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. Now, just like, just like last week, everybody was being gentle. But when we see somebody who's not walking with Christ, whether they're Christian, pre-Christian, post-Christian, we are supposed to be the doctors and the nurses of the world. Going to them, and the, the, the word to, to restore means to, to mend like a broken bone. Do you know that when people aren't, aren't walking strong with God, it's, it's because something's out of joint, something's broken. And instead of saying, man, you've got a broken arm, we say, how can we help you? Everybody who's having a problem today is broken. And unless we recognize that our job is not to judge or to, to be loveless, but to restore, we're going to miss out. And that's why Paul says, you know, he says the fruit of the Spirit is this, is actually restoring people. So my first point there is, if someone is overtaken and we've all been there, isn't it great to be able to come here and have somebody say, hey man, can I help, re- can I help set that bone? Because it may or may not happen to you going forward, but it has happened to you. And probably, it, you know, you might have had to mend yourself. You know, you always see those, those movies or, you know, somebody's arm comes out of, out of the joint and they, they put it back in themselves. You know, that's not Christianity. Christianity is somebody else that takes it and says, let me get that ah, into you. Okay. Are you, are you with me? So, so Paul is emphasizing here, you are a restorer. So whenever you see someone else doing something dumb, you think in your mind, Lord, restore those people. 
I am convinced that the reason that, that, that the world is going sideways is because we're not, we're not really restoring them. We're not praying for them. They're, they're lost. You know, I remember the statistic in, in our valley, like less than 10% of people are Christians. That means nine out of 10 people you meet are out of joint. Something's out of joint. And the only way that that's going to get done is by us. We're, we're, the, we're the doctors and the, and the nurses. The church is the hospital, somebody said. Right? You guys with me? All right. I'll, I'll try to move on. Instead of being judging and loveless, we're going to go on to here. Um, so he calls us to restore people. Now, remember when Christ found you? Uh, how much restoration did you need? Did you just need a little polish? You know, sometimes you, you, know, you go to the classic car wash and say, man, I need a wax. Or were you like the 1963, you know, Buick that was sitting in some guy's garage? Right? Were you needing the whole thing? Jendi's dad, he rebuilt a, a 63 Corvette uh, that was, in a, that was in, a car, uh, in a garage fire. So it was a mess. When he got it, I mean, it needed a total restoration. And it got it. And how long do you think it took? Years. <laughs> years and years and years. Are you willing to have people near you be in restoration process for years? It's like, come on, just receive Jesus. He'll heal you. He'll take you. He'll, he'll do it fast. Now, I've had some fast stuff. But 35 years later, Jesus is still working on me. <laughs> I'm like, man, I thought I was restored. And they're like, you're a mess. What are you, say- what are you saying after 35 years? You're still having to deal with this. In fact, this whole, you know, doing the, the fruit of the Spirit, was like, it was like a revelation to me. I mean, I've studied it before, and I've said, yeah, I should, I should, I should be more loving, I should be more joyful, I should be more peaceful. And the Lord's like, yeah, you are, but you got a long way to go. Do I love like Jesus yet? Am I peaceful like Jesus? No. Still afraid. Still fearful. Okay. So, I just wanted to put that in your mind because everybody we interact with is somewhere in that, in that process of being restored. And none of us is 100%. You who are strong should bear with the weak. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. You know, I remember uh, when Jendi's dad was rebuilding the car, he, he, he rebuilt the outside first. And so that's like us. You know, Jesus is like, yeah, you're looking good. You know, you know the more you worship, the younger you look. It's, it's true. That's why some, you know, some of you guys are looking really good right now. But it's on the inside. He had to do all the ex- all the work. He had to, you know, swap out all kinds of parts, and and you know they they were rusty and cranky. He had to get sometimes he had to get some new ones, get a new heart. Okay. So anyway, not only do we restore uh, the the second thing I put down here is just that we we have to rebuild, which is is a continuation of what what we're doing. It's great when somebody comes to Christ, isn't it? I remember. Uh, some years ago, uh, a woman came to came to Christ during one of our services, and she and she told me, "Man, 
I, you know, I, I totally received Jesus, you know, had good altar call and everything. And she says, I just want to tell you that, that I'm a witch. I'm like, oh. I mean, she was a saved witch. I mean, she was saved in an instant. And she really was. I mean, God did a thing. But there was still a lot of hanging on. Because when you're serving the devil for a long time, it took a while walking with that person a while. He had, she, had to, she had to get rid of some stuff. Okay, you guys with me? That's not the first one. I've had people come to Christ. They were on drugs. You know, a drug addict's mind doesn't change overnight. In fact, it never changes until Jesus heals it. Right? And even then, even then, there's a little... Thing in the back, little little reservation that a drug addict has in the back of their mind, or an alcoholic. You know that? Why do I know that? Personally, <laughs> right? It's it's like, could I go back there? You know, and, and sometimes I read stuff in the internet. You know, like you know now now the pot and everything's legal. I used to smoke pot. Did you guys know that? Okay, no no grandchildren. Watching on the internet. I smoke pot every day, every morning, every afternoon, and every night, just to stay even. Right? Now I don't do that, but now it's legal. So I'm reading in the newspaper, I'm like, gosh, that's legal, that's cool. It must be right. It must be good because, you know, if the government's legalized it, it's got to be good for you. Um, right? Now I don't go there because I know where I was, but. Every once in a while, I'm like, maybe that would be good for me because it's legal. And I don't go there. But now, oh, I won't even go down the rest of that story. It's bad. You guys are watching a person that still needs rebuilding. Still. I mean, I wish I I was there after 35 years. I'm like, oh, Lord, you've done so much. But there's still little parts reserved Uh, unreserved. Okay, so spiritual people are rebuilders. So this is what he says. He says, so carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. So what's the law of Christ? There's just one. What is it? Love Love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. Same thing. So he says, when people are having a hard time, we should come alongside of them and say, hey, is there something I can do to shoulder that, that weight? Uh, this, the, he, he talks about two burdens here. He says, one, one you got to carry yourself, and that's just the normal burden of life. Does everybody have a cross to bear? If you don't have a cross yet, I, I can get you one. Uh, but this, these are the excessive burdens, the things that people are really weighed down on. And... He wants to encourage us that those that are around us, it's good for us to ask, is there anything I can pray with you about? Is there anything that I can encourage you about so that I can carry your burden with you? We don't know all the burdens that people are carrying, but it's good to ask, right? Okay. So then he goes on, he says, So carry each other's burdens, in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Jesus just asks of us one thing. What can we do to love our neighbor? 
Because the whole fruit of the Spirit is to be looking at this one law. Remember, he says, if you do these things, there is no law against these things, but there is only one law. And as, as John brought up earlier, a lot of times there's these other laws that are in conflict with us all the time. And they constantly keep us looking at ourselves and going, I don't know where I fit. And there's just something about when you take your eyes from yourself and say, Lord, what do you want to do through me to another person? Do you know that when you're giving or praying for, like, like Maureen was saying this morning, you know, a lot of times we'll do it with different motives. That's just the enemy trying to confuse us and keep us from doing the right thing. But when we do that, then all of a sudden our minds are off ourselves when we're taking care of someone else. And that's, you know, Jesus didn't, didn't probably spend a lot of time meditating on how he was doing. Because it says, you know, in Acts 10.38, it says he went, Jesus went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. Okay, I want to get to my last point, because that, that's kind of my, the biggest one. Because uh, the, the spiritual people are people that are reflectors. One of the reasons that people cut people off is they, they, don't, they don't reflect on their actions. I constantly reflect on my actions. I hate that. You know, is I'm con- you know something I'll, I'll say something before I'm finished here, and I'll reflect on it. Why did I say that, Lord? Why did I say that? Why did I talk about my drug addiction today? Oh Lord, why did I do that? Uh, because someone on the in- on the internet is struggling with that, and they need to know that it's okay, and to confess your sins one to another. And you guys will pray for me, right? You won't find me on the street someday. <laughs> so, no, I, I don't even know where to get that stuff. Um, even though, you know, it, it'll come to you. I don't know if you know this. The enemy's done that so many times where I'll, I'll, I'll find stuff. And it's like, how did this thing get here? I was jogging. It was a few years ago. And uh, I'm, I'm just jogging. And I look down on the ground. There's some stuff on the ground. Yep, some weeds. And, and, and I don't know why, but I picked it up. I picked it up, and then I was thinking, I am jogging with weed. <laughs> this is, can't be good for me. Uh, and I took it all the way home because I was going to destroy it, which I did. But first I smelled it. I didn't light it. And I said, man, that's some good weed. Somebody is really upset right now. (laughs) And then I threw it away. Why did I tell you that? Because I I want to reflect later on why I shouldn't say things like that to you guys, Uh, especially on the Internet. It's it's forever on the Internet. So God bless you all. Thank you. Well, I just want you guys to know that the, the struggle, see, we need each other. We got to be honest. We got, we, you know, uh, but we also need to know that the enemy will throw that stuff. He'll throw it down on the ground, you know. Some guy's seeding it, you know. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to catch one of these Christians jogging. <laughs> got, almost got me. Almost got me. I, I'm like a, like a rat. Anyway, where was I? Okay, back to the last part. The spiritual are reflectors. So, so Paul says here, and, and I think this is the, the most important thing. He says, if anyone thinks that they are something when they are not. And one of the things is we think that we're strong or we think that God has worked enough in us. 
you know, we think we're far enough away from that bag. We, we think we're far enough away that that's a trap. It's a trap. And one of the best things we can do, and we talked about it a little bit last week, is just being the chicken and saying, Lord, I know that in a minute some, somebody can throw something out of their car and catch me. And I need you guys to pray for me. And I need you guys to, to encourage me. And, and I need, I, I need the strength of you guys, not just the scriptures. Cause we need each other. That's what he's saying here in the scripture, right? We need each other. But the reason that we stop helping one another is because we, we stop, uh, seeing, uh, we start going, I, I think I'm good. He says, anyone, anyone thinks there's something when they're not, they deceive themselves. I don't want to be deceived. Uh, you know, the Bible says that the heart is deceitful above all things. And I remember reading that and going, no, nah, it's not true. Not true for a Christian. And then I walked a couple more days and realized, <laughs> of course it's true. And what, do you think there's anybody deceived in the world right now? About anything. You read the news. I mean, the news is all deception coming at us all day. There's no way to figure out any of it anymore. Is that right? Is that wrong? Is that right? Is that wrong? Is that person integrity? No. You know, it's like, it's impossible. And then I'm actually supposed to understand myself. I can't even figure out what's coming at me. You guys with me? Okay. He says, each one of us should test his own actions that they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to anyone else. You guys ever compare yourself to anybody? Isn't it great to look at other sinners and go, man, they're doing so horrible. I'm feeling good about myself. He's saying that's not how you do it. You don't look at someone who's failing and go, I am doing great. You look at yourself and you say, how are you doing? And you're like, I'm not so good. I'm not as good as I want to be for Christ. I want, I mean, there's something in all of us that we want to follow Christ with all our heart. And then we're like, not there. But it's easier to look at somebody else and go, well, at least I'm ahead of them. That's not what the Lord's calling us to do. All right. And then last thing he says, then we can take pride. For each one should carry their own load. Uh the bottom line as I was reading this was first we have to be broken for the broken. We have to see those that are missing it as broken people. And a lot of times we just look at them and just go, they're failed people, and we write them off. And I, I think one of the things that I was bugged about about myself is that I'm not broken for people like I need to be. I'm okay that they're messed up. I'm like, yeah, you know, they're messed up. And Paul's like, you who are spiritual, there's got to be more to you than just being okay with people that are messed up. And then the last thing that I was kind of reflecting on was that maturity has its malfunction in that 
God really does build great stuff in us as we, as we walk with him. But we should never rely on that. No matter how kind I get, no matter how loving I get, no matter how servant-oriented, peaceful I get, I don't rely on where I am, but I rely on Jesus again and again and again. And I think the reason that Jesus doesn't finish us off right here in a good way, it's like, oh, let me put the polishing, the fine touches on this restoration, is so that we'll never stop relying on Him and Him alone. And so, this morning, this is what I need from you. I want us to pray that we'll have eyes to see and that we'll have hearts that are open and reflective in the right way that we're just like, Lord, can you use me? There's people all around us. You know that. There's people all around us that we have been called to touch. And you might not even know how. I don't even know how. I encountered a situation this week, and it's like, do I rush in or do I wait? I don't even know how. And when we don't know how, we can just go to the Lord and say, Lord, teach me. I want to rely on you. I want to know your timing in this situation. So will you guys pray with me? All right, let's do it. Lord, I'm kind of, well, you know I'm. And you know how convicted I am as I read your word because I want it to be alive in me. And the more I do look, I realize I'm not broken for the broken. I'm actually okay. I'm okay that they're broken. And Lord, you're calling me to see that differently. That when I see people that are not following you or see people that are not following anything, that I can pray for them. I'm not helpless at you turning their life around. And Lord, when you do put people in front of me that I'm able to help, that I'm able to be a nurse or a doctor too, may I have eyes to see and a heart to care for them, not just for the initial setting of the bone, but that I would be up for spending time with them, rebuilding their life. Lord, you've called us to something so much greater. Forgive us for our judgmentalism. Forgive us for our lovelessness. Forgive us for our militants of wanting to hurt people that don't think like us. But instead, give us your heart that we would fulfill the law of Christ to love our neighbor as ourself, and to love one another as you have loved us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the high calling that you've given each and every one of us this morning. We want to go there with you. In Jesus' name. Amen. You who are spiritual, you have your assignment. You who are strong, you have your assignment. And you who are weak, join another weak person to support you. It's okay. Amen. Well, it's taco day. Taco Sunday, not Tuesday. We're getting ahead of it. 
Uh, God bless you. Thank you for joining me. I hope you'll be encouraged. Jesus is doing great things in you. I know that. All right. Those online, thanks for joining us this morning. We will see you soon. God bless you. Have a great day, everyone.